0: and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Living life
1: for Christ, she's a happy girl.
0: this episode of the Woman at the Well Ministries podcast, join Kim Miller and Erica Close in a conversation as we walk with Jesus. In today's conversation, we continue to share on the topic of preparing our hearts to receive the greatest gift, Jesus, our Savior, and the gifts that come with his presence in our lives. Well, thank you for joining us again, everyone. This is Erica Close, and I'm here with Kim Miller. Hello, and thank you for joining us
2: in this podcast. We are so delighted to spend the next few moments with you. And we are continuing
0: this conversation that we've been having about the gift that Jesus is in our lives and the gifts that he brings to our lives when we accept him as Savior. So last week, if you listened, we had a conversation about the gift of salvation and the gift that it is to us that God has a plan for our life. And today we're going to talk about two more gifts. We're going to talk about that amazing gift of grace and then that gift of benefits, more specifically daily benefits that come to us each and every day. So Kim, would you like to read us our first verse about grace? Our first verse we're going to read out of the passage in Ephesians
2: chapter 2 verses 7 through 9 that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast.
0: I love that this passage uh, goes back to verse 7 as well. I think we often quote Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, the for by grace are you saved through faith. That section, those two verses... But I think so often we don't go back to verse 7. And I love that it says that in the ages to come, right? This, this was written so many years ago, and yet God's plan for us was that his grace would continue to resound in the ages to come. In his kindness. Yes. Towards us.
2: And I love it that he says in his kindness towards us through Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. And I love that because this is a gift he gives. Grace is a gift. Salvation is a gift. And it's all wrapped in Jesus. In the person of Jesus. And every blessing we get, every gift that comes from him, is wrapped in Jesus Christ. So it's not like you have to... Go get this, go get that, work through this, go get that, and try to, you know, go from one place to the other and one piece of scripture to the other and try to piece it all together to come up with what you need. You just have to receive Jesus. And when you receive Jesus, you get his grace, his mercy, his peace, his love, his joy. You get it all. Because of who he is. And it's interesting to me how often we forget that, that he gave us grace as an act of kindness. That was not going to just be limited to the day we were saved or the day he died on the cross and rose again. It was going to be grace that was poured out upon the ages so that it doesn't run out it doesn't expire it doesn't get used up because he continually is pouring his grace through Jesus Christ all of the time to all of us in every situation
0: and then every way imaginable I think that's really important that you point that out because we define grace as unmerited favor And so often we talk about grace in the context of salvation, right? That comes at that point, like you said, that point of salvation. And the verse says, you know, for by grace are ye saved through faith. But I love that you point out that it is a grace that is given continually. So it's not just that grace that comes with salvation at that point of decision and repentance and with the forgiveness that it comes with that comes with those, but it's that grace each and every day, that each and every day we receive favor from the Lord that is unmerited, that we don't deserve. We continually receive that grace throughout our lives. And we
2: see in Romans 5.17 something very much along these lines. He says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace And of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. And he tells us again that we have a gift of righteousness because we've received the abundance of grace. And no one can earn salvation, right? No one can buy salvation, which is why he says it's a gift, not of works. Because if it was of works, we'd all boast. We'd all say we have something in it. It's something about who we are or what we've done. But that isn't the case. It is a gift he freely gives to those who love him. And it's his abundant grace that not only makes it possible for us to receive the gift of salvation, it's his abundant grace that allows us to understand we have a need of a Savior. Because we all get saved because the Holy Spirit brings to our understanding a need for a savior and we all need one because romans 323 says all have sinned come short of the glory of god and we're told in john 37 marvel not that i say unto thee you must be born again these are all things that are just pointing to the amazing miraculous grace that is wrapped in jesus christ
0: i love that i love thinking how the holy spirit works to allow us to see Our need and to allow us to see that we don't have the merits right back to that definition of unmerited favor we don't have the merits to merit salvation on our own but we're allowed to see that when we see that we understand our need for a Savior and I love it that he says in
2: 2nd Corinthians 12 9 and he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And I love that it shows that the grace extends beyond the salvation. Yes. And here he's saying that God's grace is sufficient. His unmerited favor upon our lives is sufficient for all that we need, for every task that lays before us, And for all that he requires of us, he will give us this favor upon our lives. And when we see that we are greatest when we are weakest, in other words, when we're not relying upon who we are and we're not relying upon our own strength, when we have lost ourselves in Jesus Christ, that is when we will reach our highest pinnacle. That's when his grace will be so completely evident. Because he will continually bless us abundantly because we will be walking in his ways. We will be following his commandments. And here, the Apostle Paul is saying that he is made strong when he's weak. Because at our greatest point of strength, we pale in comparison to the strength of God. And when we are on our own relying upon ourselves, we are walking in our own strength. But when we have surrendered our lives and we have yielded to Him and we have allowed Him to take over our lives, it is then and only then that we receive the strength that He promises, which is far greater than our mortal body could ever manufacture. But it rests upon us with this unmerited favor because we've lost ourselves in Him. And so, regardless, of what's taking place. We want the power of God to rest upon us. And it will when we
0: are relying solely upon him and trusting fully in him. I love that the thought about the power of God because the power of God rests upon us when we are at our most powerless. You know, we know that Paul, you know, I love these two passages together, this one out of Ephesians and this one out of 2 Corinthians, because we know that that first one is about, you know, that Ephesians verse is about salvation. But when we're reading that passage in 2 Corinthians, you know, Paul is writing in the, in the midst of his life, probably towards, more towards the end of his life. He'd done a lot of living in Jesus at this point. And I love that it shows that that grace is a daily grace, right? That it is coming every day. And that
2: verse in Romans 5.17 showed us that his grace through Jesus Christ, creates a righteousness in us that ignites a power we see in the Corinthians verse. So good, so good.
0: All right, well, our second gift that we're talking about really ties very closely to this idea of grace, and it's that idea that we have daily benefits that come to us. And we read in Psalm sixty-eight nineteen, Blessed be the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. And I love this verse because if it it refers to God as the God of our salvation, which salvation we know is comes to us at a at a point in time when we understand that we need a savior and we repent of our sins. But then this same Lord daily loadeth us with benefits. He doesn't just give us a few benefits. It's not a benefit each day, right? It it, it loadeth, a continual loading up of benefits that comes to us.
2: And I think that we often are not in a place to receive them. That's so true. If you remember in John chapter 4, when the woman came to the well, she came with an empty vessel that he was able to fill. And she left filled. But I think too often, even when we come to him in prayer, we come filled or halfway filled. Sometimes I think we come filled with the world, which the Bible says that if you have iniquity in your heart, he will not hear you. The only prayer he hears of a sinner is a prayer of repentance. We know that in 1 John 1, nine, he says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We also know that he says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So we know that he hears the prayer, the repentant prayer yes. of a sinner. But we also know that there are times that God has a plan for us. We hear that in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. 11. He always has a plan for us. But sometimes his plan is to have a sitting under the spout where the glory comes out. And instead, I'm over here in Wayward Avenue. Right. We're not on the road, right? I'm not on the right. I'm not in the right place. So he's showering his blessings that are mine, but I'm not there to receive them because I've gone my own way. Sometimes he's showering them. I could possibly be in the right place, but I'm not fit to receive them because I'm ignoring that little, small, still voice in my head or my heart. And I'm not following the commands of God, and so as He's trying to pour these blessings in me, I have not opened anything to receive them, because He's a gentleman. And He's not going to force it on us. He will not, even His blessings. Now, every day that He gives us breath, I believe is a blessing, and I believe that that He blesses people, sinners and alike. He rains on the just and the unjust. You know He wishes that none should perish and that all should come to repentance. So Jesus is consistently and constantly placing himself in front of people. But those of us who know him, understand his character, those are the ones who are going to be talking about the blessings of God. Because God is trying to bless everybody. All the time. But many people are just not ready to receive because they haven't received him. Many people aren't willing to walk as he says. Walk, he says, that he blesses those who
0: follow after him and love him. And I think that's a really good point is that we have to be following. If we're following, we're going to be on the correct road. We're going to be on the correct road where the blessings are going to be. And we're going to be living as he would ask us to live so we'll be able to be empty of the world that he could fill us with himself. And those blessings, you know, are loaded to us daily. It's just our job to be in the place where we can receive them and see them and recognize them. I think so often we can probably even, you know, think we're on the right road, but just walk right past him, right? Mm -hmm. Not even recognize the blessings because we're not, looking. I mean, how often do we wake up and say, Lord, give me eyes to see exactly what you have for me today? Because when we, when we ask that, in order to see what he has for us each day, we have to remove a lot of blinders, right? I mean, we have to like really make sure we are looking through a lens of him and not a lens of this world and all the stuff that's going on in it. And you bring up a, a really important point.
2: Peter, Mm-hmm. was looking, right. and he saw, but he couldn't recognize who right. God was. Right. But Peter asked, Lord, if it so be you, you bid, me, bid come. me come.
0: Right, he wanted the Lord he to He was looking,
2: he still couldn't recognize him, but he continued to pursue him. And I believe in our lives today, we have to have that same kind of determination. We have to be looking for him. And perhaps we can't see him, but we have to be asking, where are you? Is that you? Where do I need to be? God, my footsteps,
0: help my heart to delight in you. You know, and I think that's so important that you say you're asking the Lord, is that you? You know, I think so often we see things that come into our path and into our lives that, that look really good, that are like bright and shiny, right? Like the bright and shiny thing, we see that. And we think, oh, that thing must be from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And we have to be able to discern the things that come and whether they are from the Lord or whether they are not. Because, I mean, it is just truth. The Lord can put beautiful, shiny, uh, excuse me, the devil can put beautiful, shiny things in front of us that are only going to cause us to go astray. So we have to be continually asking, Lord, is that you? Lord, is that you? Are you in this? And if we know his character and we have a relationship with him where we can ask, we can then discern which of those things really are for us and are part of his plan for our life. Amen. But he's always
2: loading us with his benefits. Daily. Daily loadeth. His love never ends. Amen. It's an amazing thing to sit together and just look at the scriptures and just talk today just about these two gifts that Jesus brings, especially when you think about Luke 2.11, when he said, For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior which is Christ the Lord. Don't be thinking of Jesus as the little baby in the manger. These are the kinds of gifts that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords brings. He came as a baby in a manger, and he grew, and he died on the cross of Calvary for your sins and my sins because of our unmerited favor of the grace of the love that he has for each and every one of us, wishing that all of us would come to repentance. Jesus loves me. This I know. And the more we study his word, the more we become familiar with his gifts, and the more deeply we fall in love with him. It is our prayer that you know him personally. If you do not, contact us through our website, through our app. We'll be happy to help you and to speak to you so that you can get more clarity about Jesus who loves you. Remember, you are loved. Jesus loves you.
0: Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father. And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the Gospel Group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved.
1: happy girl she's a happy girl she's a happy girl living life for Christ she's a happy girl